All right, we're back. Everybody ready? Y'all ready for the word? We're going to find out this morning how to judge whether somebody is speaking or singing a song, right? It's coming from the Lord or not. Anybody want to know that? Because not all Christian songs, uh, are, when they're sung, and even when they're written, do not speak the truth. Would you agree? Yes. And there's some pastors that, and, you know, that maybe when they speak, that they're taking a... Anybody ever heard a pastor speak for an hour on one verse? Kind of like that, right? Man, a lot of that is the flesh. And I've done that before, and I can acknowledge a lot of that is the flesh. It's my interpretation of one verse, right? But I want you to see how you can know. We can know. We can know if it's coming from the Lord or not. And, and we're going to see that this morning. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is always true. It's always on time. Thank you for blessing us with it. Thank you for showing us who you really are, the heart of our Father. Thank you for loving us dearly, greatly, and sending us your son, Jesus God, we look forward to what you have for us this morning. Thank you for blessing us when we come in and blessing us when we go out. You are always faithful. And we thank you for what you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go right into it. So the answer is yes in Jesus. It is, right? I grew up thinking, man, sometimes God's answer to your prayer is no. Anybody ever heard that? Sometimes God's answer is no. But what does the Bible say? We have to understand what the Bible says. Don't be taking people's opinion for it. Don't just think because I say it that it's true. I want you to go home and look for it yourself. Amen? We got to turn off all this other stuff that we think we know and get into what the Bible says. Amen? Team, you feel me? Got to wake up with your Bible. Turn the news off. Wake up with your Bible. Yeah, yeah, because it's yours. You can read it in the morning. Go ahead and get it stored. I know. We can go all day like this, man. I just start. The answer is yes. Who's, what? I bet when y'all hear that song next time, though, you'll think about that. Let's go to the Word, please. Y'all like, yeah, let's do that. All right, uh, 2 Corinthians 1. Now, we finished off with this last week, but, man, there's so much in here. It's just, it's unbelievable, right? When you, when you go back and you look at it and you're like, whoa, I missed that. I'm, I should have said that, right? Well, God's like, hey, your life's not over. You can still say it. You can, too. And in this confidence, I intended to come to you before that you might have a second benefit. Paul's like, hey, man, I'm going to bless you twice. Right? I say that all the time in my own house. Anybody else do that? You talk to somebody. You're a blessing. You are a blessing. You know why? Because you have Christ in you. And so when you come back to somebody, you say, hey, I'm here for your second benefit. I'm here to bless you again. Right? You got to know that your presence, because of who's in you, blesses people. Do you believe that? Have you ever been somewhere where the people just knew there's something about you? There's just something about you. It's because you have Christ in you. It's the light that people are drawn to. Amen? To pass by way of you to Macedonia, to come again from Macedonia to you, and be helped by you on my way to Judea. Therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? Or, or the things I planned, do I plan according to the flesh? 
say according to the flesh. That with me there should be yes, yes, and no, no. I'm like, <laughs> when you read that, when, when I read that before, man, I've read it a couple times. I'm like, what does that mean, right? So the important thing you got to see there is according to the flesh. You know, some people attribute God to be like earthly fathers. Amen? Do you think that? So my father, my real father, when one out of ten times, his yes would be a yes. Everything else was a no. I'll be there this weekend. Great. I'll take you fishing. Great. I'll take you hunting because that's what he did all the time. Well, that and a lot of this, a lot of this, a lot of this, right? It, there was, it wasn't, he wasn't like the greatest role model. Anybody else been there? Yeah. So, in fact, that's probably why y'all make fun of me for not being a hunter and all that stuff, fishing. Look, it's his fault. He was not there for me to teach me that stuff. I had to teach my own self. <laughs> so I just played basketball all the time. That's all I did every night, four night, four hours a night. Enough about me. My point is, in the flesh, someone here, human, can say, hey, I'll do this. But sometimes it's a no, yeah? It's not always a yes. No, no, nobody's ever going to keep their word fully. It's just not going to happen. And so we can't think that God is like that. He's not. That, and that's what Paul's saying, man. In my flesh, sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. But God is not like that. Look at this. Very next line. But God, but as God is faithful. That's one of the most powerful statements in the whole Bible right there. You can meditate all day on that. God is, 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 that's present tense, faithful. Faithful to who? You. Because he loves you. God is faithful. Our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, by uh, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes or and no, but in him was yes. Yes. In Christ, the answer is yes. Now, so I don't have to repeat this going forward in this sermon. It's not a sinful, like, God, please, you know, let me go to Vegas and do my thing for a week. It's not that kind of yes. Amen? Everybody understand? We're talking about the promises of God. Yeah, don't be like, God, I need a new wife. All right, I ain't talking about that. Everybody with me? Okay. So I know some people will come and email and say, so you can just do whatever you want. You, just you know what I'm saying? It's about God's promises. Everybody on the same page. Good. All right, so in Christ, notice it's in Christ the answer is yes. In him, for all the promises of God in him are yes. How many? All of them. So don't let people come up to you and say, hey, God's like this sometimes, but he's not like that with certain people. Tell them people to go read their Bible. Wake up with your Bible. Sing it to them. Because the Bible says right there, for all the promises of God in Christ are, you tell me, church, yes. Now, either we can believe that or we cannot believe that. But it doesn't change the fact that it's the truth. It's yes. That's why it takes great faith. Our only part is faith. It takes great faith to believe that. 
You mean to tell me that all those promises that God has for me are, for, are, are yes? I've been praying for something for 20 years. I haven't seen it. Does that mean it's not a yes? Ask Abraham. Ask Sarah. It is a yes. And we got to know that. That it's in him are yes. That's the key. In Christ, it's a yes. And in him, amen. That means I believe it. May it be true for me to the glory of God through us. Now look at this. All of God's promises are yes. His answer is yes. To the glory of God through us. Through us. We can't just skip over that. That means God gets the glory when, when, through us. By saying yes to us, God gets glory. You see it? So when you believe it, when you believe it, if you got something that you are asking God for, you've been asking God for. Anybody got that? Yeah, I do too. You've been asking God for something. Man, you got to know that God's going to get glory by doing it through you. Answering yes through you. And I know in the back of your mind, man, our flesh makes us want to think that there's a but. That there's that fine print. Anybody feel that way? Yeah, that's because we are in the flesh. But the truth says that in him, the answer is yes. You see it? And we read it in context. Let's go to this. Exodus 15. There's something called the old covenant, right? The old covenant. That what we just saw was the new covenant. The answer is yes. But look at this. God says this in Exodus 15. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, that last part is great. I want him to be the Lord who heals me. Do you? I don't want diseases to come on me. Do you? Here's the problem. There's a catch in the old covenant. If, see that if? If you, it's on you. If you heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do, you do what is right in his sight, and you give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. If you do that, then you're healed. It's almost like in the old covenant, there was some promises out there, but you knew you could never get them. You hold Siri about to get on my nerve. You can't catch, baby. You can do all things through Christ. I mean, look at this. That was uncalled for. But the truth. The answer is yes, Kelly. <laughs> you know God, you were praying to God and yes walked in the door, boy. My name is yes. <laughs> yes what? <laughs> the answer to your prayer, right? <laughs> Man, that's what I yes. Okay, anyway, look, scripture. <laughs> Whoo! There's a problem with this verse. All those promises are great. Being healed is great. All those Israelites saw what happened to the Egyptians. But they knew what they could. What's the difference between a commandment and a statue? Listen, doesn't matter because you can't keep it. I lost you if you. Because right there you're disqualified. 
Because you know why? Nobody on this planet has ever kept all of God's commandments and statutes, except for one. And that's what got us out of the old covenant into the new covenant. That's what Christ did for us. Amen? So look, here's another one. Uh, Exodus 23. But if you, you, but if you indeed obey his voice. <laughs> that ain't even funny. That ain't even funny. And I know your wife probably told you to do that. That ain't even funny. Out there laughing. I'm gonna get mine. Get yours, but I'm gonna get mine. But if you indeed, but if you indeed obey, you have to obey. If you obey his voice and do all, see it again? You gotta do all. That's old covenant. You gotta do all. All. What kind is that? <laughs> Chocolate and vanilla. Hey. Well, you little Miss Kelly over there, don't be telling me to stay focused. Where the ushers at? <laughs> uh, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Who wants God to be an enemy to your enemies? I mean, that's a good thing, right? It's a beautiful promise. I would like that adversary to your adversary. He'll bless your friends, right? For my angel will go, my angel capital, you see Jesus there, right? For my angel will go before you and bring you into the Amorites and the Hittites and the Presalites and the Canaanites and the HIVites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. God will cut them off. Who wants God to be your protector to keep all those guys out? You shall not bow down. Woo. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. God gives you power to be able to do that, right? So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. God will bless your bread and your water. Some, it's a beautiful promise, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Anybody want God to do that for you? Yeah. I will take sickness away. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. God will make you live long. He will give you long life. Nobody will be barren. Who knows somebody that's barren or has been barren? His promise is no one shall be barren. But what was the caveat? If you obey. If you obey. Deuteronomy 28. This is one that we read last week, too, but I just want to show you something. Now, the very first verse. Now, it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all, 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 all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of the earth. That's the spiritual realm. Guess what? In the new covenant, that's where we sit. We are seated in the heavenly places. But here in Deuteronomy 28, you're fixing to see all the blessings of Abraham. All of them. The ones that we read about earlier in 1 uh, Corinthians. Those are ours. But the problem in the Old Covenant was you have to obey. You have to keep all the commandments. There was a problem. Nobody could do it. So we don't qualify because of the all statement. 
if you keep all, we are disqualified. So all those promises about God protecting us and, and God providing for us and God not letting anybody be barren and God giving us long life, we are completely disqualified for, of them. We are because we can't what? Keep the all. We cannot do that part. So let's just look at a couple uh, of the verses. There's 13 verses or it goes to 13 of all the blessings, right? And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Anybody want to be there? God, <laughs> overtake me with your promises. I got good news for you, church. You are there. You don't have to get there. You don't have to hope God does it for you. He's done it for you. This is old covenant. But I want you to see the blessings in case you forget. Because in the new covenant, God says through Paul, you are heirs with believing Abraham. Heirs. You, the Bible says you have. You're not trying to get. You don't have to work for it. You have the blessings of Abraham. And so the, the question is, how is Abraham blessed? It's right here. Read your Bible. Wake up with your Bible. I can't stop. It's in my head now. Every time I hear that song. Anybody else want to join in? Anybody else know that song? Grace, don't be afraid to raise it. Don't leave me up here. Whoo. All right. Uh, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Bob, that country right there. You are blessed in the country, bro. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Like your children. Are your children a fruit of your body? Yes, your children are blessed. These are all wonderful things. Um, uh, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. That's whatever job you have. Whatever income you have is blessed. Blessed by the Lord. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Now, if that's one person, that would be very interesting to watch. I'm like, what does that even mean? Anybody else read the Bible like that? No, me neither. The Lord will command the blessings on you. He doesn't just give you, but he commands blessings to be on you. He, you think about that for a second. What does it mean that the Lord commands blessings to be on you? Who is he commanding to bring those blessings to you? A few things. Angels are here to be what? They minister to us. They minister blessings to us. God will even use other people who aren't saved to bless you because he's commanding that to happen pharaoh was not a christian <laughs> amen all those old testament kings were not christians they weren't believers in god but god used them to bless his people he still does that today church all right uh, the Lord will command the blessings on your storehouses. I love that word. You know I love that word. I say it all the time. Store, not just your storehouse. Your storehouses. Back then, that's where they stored up all their goods. Storehouses. And in all, and in all to which you set your hand, he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. Wherever you put your hands, you bring the blessings of God. Isn't that awesome? It's whatever you touch. You're like, man, should I touch that? Yeah, touch it because it'll be blessed. It will. 
it's either true or it's not true. This, this is spiritual. No, it's not. This is what it is. The, the word is the word. Don't try to complicate it with religion. Amen? Your storehouse is your storehouse. It's not some figurative speech. Your shed in heaven. You're going to be able to put all your crowns in there one day. No, listen, don't get into that whole. I'm trying to get crowns when I get up there. That's why I'm doing all this stuff. That's pride speaking. Because you know what the first thing you should do when you get up there? Even if you have one crown, what we're going to do is cast them at the feet of Jesus. Doesn't matter if you have 50 or one. The Bible actually says he who is last shall be first. So don't get, let people get in your head and start talking about, you gotta, you, we keep all this because we're getting crowns. It's not a race to get crowns. Amen? Don't let people do that to you. Um, and we did that. All right. the, Lord, woo, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he was sworn to you, has sworn to you, if you keep, if you keep, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the, that's like a check-in. By the way, all these things are great, but you have to obey. You have to keep them, all right? Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. That literally means they will respect you. They will respect you because you have the Lord in you. Man, there's a lot of Christians out there being beat up. Would you agree? A lot of people that come out to profess to be Christians, even in the sports world, I see it all the time. Because I watch sports, I see uh, Russell Wilson standing up for, for, for what he believes, and he gets hammered by everybody, right? You see Tim Tebow, you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. People don't respect them because of who they are. But, man, listen, they don't, it doesn't phase them. You know why? Because they know what this says. Are they blessed? Yeah. And they're not blessed because they're, they're, they're different than you. You had the same blessings, church. Oh, and the Lord will grant you plenty. Say plenty. Plenty of goods. Plenty of goods. That's what it says. Plenty of goods. If it wasn't supposed to say plenty, it wouldn't have said plenty. You understand what I'm saying? People be like, hey, man, God's not into that prosperity stuff. You can't have just everything. Plenty of goods. My point is... Don't let somebody tell you God doesn't want you to have all this stuff. You shouldn't be driving that car. You shouldn't have a big house. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. If we did that, we'd all be poor. There'd be nobody to be a blessing. God blesses you to be a blessing. Don't reject it because religion tells you not to do it, right? Now, I'm not going to go out and buy a Ferrari. God gives you wisdom, amen? Unless y'all want to give a brother a raise. I mean, I'll try it out and see how it goes out there in the community. They say give it back, I'll tell them to go somewhere. That was my flesh. See, you, you should be able to tell. I don't even want a Ferrari. I don't know why I said that. I want a big old truck. So I can look like I played a part. I want it to be white. Now, what do you call it? Dog? Bull, bulldog, you know how it's like. <laughs> you are you picturing that? I can do it, man. I can pull that off. Get me a little hat. All right, the Lord will open. 
<laughs> the Lord, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, church. His good treasure. He's already done that. When he gave us Christ, the Bible says we have all things that pertain to life because of Christ. That's good treasure. All every good and perfect gift comes from above. The heavens, see right there. To give the rain to your land in its season and to bless, 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 bless all the work of your hands. It doesn't say anything about cursing. To bless all the work of your hands. Whatever it is, bless. Bless. I, Bob, I remember you telling me a story. Sometimes you can't find the well. You can't hit the sweet spot, right? But, man, when you do, you know, don't you? Anybody have a struggle in their job where you get frustrated? You just get frustrated to the point where you forget that you're a Christian. Hey, we're just being real. Really? That, the hills are all about raising their hands this morning, man. One or the other. You got to know, you got to know without a shadow of a doubt. You just got to go right to him and say, thank you for your blessing. I had the blessings of Abraham. This is very frustrating. Talk to him like he's your father. It's very frustrating. David did that all the time. Every time David opened up a psalm, man, he would always be mad, upset, but he would always end it with, but you, Lord. Amen? God is faithful. All right, uh, to give rain, you shall be many nations. Oh, yeah, you shall... Oh, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You will become a lender and not a borrower, right? Now, borrowing isn't bad or else it wouldn't be there, right? If there was nobody to borrow, there wouldn't be no lenders, right? So you got to understand that it's okay. Just don't let it. Your goal has got to be where you get to a point where you know Christ is your provider. He will do it all for you. You just have to be at rest and at peace, because how many of you guys know if you're not resting and you're not at peace, you'll make some crazy decisions, won't you? They will be from the flesh, but we want to make spiritual decisions. We'll just rest, rest and receive. Start talking about the promises of God. How many of you guys have ever prayed over your bills before and given them to the Father? Say, Father, I can't. This is a mountain. I need help. Amen. All right, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. I love that one, the head. If you feel like you're not getting anywhere in your job, you got to know that he has made you the head and not the tail. You're not the tail of your company, the tail of your business. You are the head. And when it feels like you're the tail, you got to speak out who you really are. Amen? You're like, God, sometimes God wants you to be the tail, teach you a lesson. That's the worst spiritual advice ever because now they're painting a picture of god as like an earthly father or an earthly boss when you're good i'll love you when you're not i'm gonna punish you well that may have been true in the old covenant but in the new covenant someone took our punishment so that we can be blessed amen jesus doesn't just love you because you're good <laughs> we'd all still be under the old covenant if that was the point um, you shall be above only. You won't be drowning in debt. You won't be drowning in this world. You will be above it and not be beneath. If you heed, if, if, if you, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them all. Again, it's back on you, church. All those things we just read. Beautiful, wonderful. God, give them to me. Oh, wait a minute. There's a caveat. That small print, if you keep all his commandments, 
Has anyone ever done it? No. Got good news for you, church. Good news. Good news on its way. So this is the thing. Now, it shall come to pass. All those promises, if you, are you getting the point? If you obey them, right? Look at this, 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all, going back to the good news, for all the promises, say all. All the promises of God in Christ are yes. All those things we just read, they're yours. You didn't qualify for them. He qualified you for them. That's the part you got to stop looking at yourself. If you look at yourself, that's the old covenant because it was on you. But under the new covenant, it says all the promises are yes. Not in your effort, not in what you do in Christ. They're yes. Why? Because he represents you. And in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. That's back to us, right? God gets glory through us. That's beautiful. I'm teaching you how to break down a verse. This is a verse that you can meditate on every single day. Every day. All the promises of God are yes and amen. And God, get the glory through me. Through me. That's what it says. Old depends on us. The new depends on Jesus. It's in him. Remember that. In him. Right? Hebrews 7, 8. God found fault with that first covenant. He made it, and he found fault. It wasn't the covenant, though. It wasn't the Ten Commandments. They're perfect. The fault was nobody could do them, and he loves people. He loves people. He loves people. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. Why? Because he found fault with the first covenant. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. But it was it did have fault. That fault was the people that God loved could not keep all. Right? Because finding fault with them, see that? I didn't even notice until about three or four years ago. I was like, God found fault. If you read that in context, he's talking about the Ten Commandments. He found fault with them. And there's a lot of pastors that find fault with people that find fault with it. <laughs> I'm like, your problem ain't with me, it's with God's word. Amen? Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. He goes on to say, I will remember your sins no more. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'll write new laws on your heart. People are so worried about the Ten Commandments and keeping them and memorizing them for a chocolate bar. And that's the only reason we memorize them in Vacation Bible School. Amen? We're being honest. You got a chocolate bar. Anybody memorize them to keep them all? Seriously, anybody? No. God, can anybody name them? We do this all the time. Can anybody name every single one of them in order? And there's a reason you can't, church. You know what that reason is? God doesn't want you meditating on that. Now, if I tell you who can quote John 3.16 right now, just, off the top, just raise your hand. I'm not going to pick you up. <laughs> you're like, I ain't raising my hand because you'll say something. Okay. Which one do you think the Holy Spirit wants you to memorize? It's obvious. It's John 3.16. Can you imagine <laughs> at a football game, you see John 3.16 in the end zone all the time, you in the right corner, right? Can you imagine somebody put up the two tablets? Their face would be like this. Right? 
<laughs> they wouldn't show that one, would they? It, what, if, what, what if Tim Tebow in his little eye black put Exodus 20 or 19 on there, right? Exodus 19, the Ten Commandments. People would be looking that up, and they, man, they'd be, it's hard, man. But you know what? It's the ministry of death and condemnation. Nobody wants that. So, God found fault with it. Um, all the laws that Jesus kept were for you. The Bible says he knew no sin, did no sin, had no sin. You know why? Because he had to keep the law. And he did it for you. That's why he came. All the, the wrath of God went on to Christ. You know why that happened? You know why? Because he was the only one who could take it all and withstand it and come back from it. When he died, he died as a man. But when he rose, he rose for us. For us. That gave us victory. That gave us all the promises. He became us. He took our place. It was a divine exchange. Every time that, that he was whipped with that, that cat of nine tails, right? That, every time it pulled back and it ripped. Every time it did that, church, you know what that was doing? That was buying you back from diseases. Every time. Because the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. Everything happened for that, man. When he was beat in the head and he had the crown of thorns on there and he's bleeding, you know, because blood redeems us. Every time you see Jesus bleeding, he is redeeming us from something. Amen? So when he's bleeding right here, man, every bad and negative thought you have ever had about yourself, about yourself, not about other people, I'm talking about yourself. When you think you don't qualify, you are redeemed from that thinking. Because he bled for you. Amen? We got to get to the point where we understand what Jesus did. He didn't just come and, yeah, he died for our sins. That is the biggest thing ever. But he also, with that, man, he, he, he gave us all the blessings of Abraham. That's the part that's not taught. That's the part that's not taught nearly enough. In fact, we hear more about the law than we do about the blessings. Don't we? You hear how bad you are. You hear how you got to change. You got to do something different. Today is the day. Stand up for the Lord, right? All that stuff. You hear about more about that than you do the blessings and what's been done for you. We're almost done. Colossians 1. Giving thanks to the Father. You say it, church. What's he done? He's qualified you. Has. That's past tense. And not will qualify you one day when you get to heaven. He, he has qualified you. For what? For all the blessings. You are qualified. It's him who qualified you. You can't do it. You can't obey all the commandments. You can't keep all his statues. Choose. Can you? Stop trying. Start resting in the fact that he did it for you. He qualified you. He who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. What inheritance? What does it mean to be heirs of Abraham? That means we get the inheritance. That's the inheritance it's talking about. You are qualified for all those blessings. Amen? And it's not because of what you do. It's because of what was done for you. He has delivered has guys i can't tell you how important these words are he has delivered you don't don't go around saying father deliver me you have been delivered he has delivered us 
from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the of his son of the of the son of his love in whom we have church are we trying to get redemption we have it it's yours receive it stop trying to get redeemed you are redeemed amen in whom we have redemption how do we have redemption through his blood the cross right the forgiveness of sins all your sins we have it see that in whom we have redemption through his blood we also have forgiveness of sins you gotta know man you are forgiven church don't try to be forgiven in christ you are forgiven and that's what we gotta focus on that's what we gotta let them know the world we gotta let the world know in christ you are forgiven. You're redeemed. You are blessed beyond measure. Well, God, what about these people, man? They don't even know the Lord, and they're blessed. Yeah, they're blessed because that blessing is going to come back to the church. It always does. That's what happened to Joseph. Joseph was blessed, man. He got to a point where God put him in this horrible situation where he's sold by his brothers. He's in a pit. He gets out of the pit. He goes in, and now he's a slave. Slave. So butt-naked. I mean, he was so, you can look it up in any Jewish historical book. He was so, you know why they were so butt naked? Because they wanted to make sure there was no what? No blemishes, no diseases on him, man. So he could become a slave. And, and Joseph, the Bible said he was a handsome man. He was jacked, right? So he, that's, a, he, that's what, it, it doesn't say jacked. But it says he was very handsome. In fact, somebody, his wife took notice of it, amen? Yeah, but it was, uh, Joe, right? So anyway, so. He was, a, he, he was a slave in the house, but everywhere he went, even though in, in his mind, it's the darkest time of his life, everywhere he went, it was blessed. Brother walked into the bakery, it was blessed. Amen? Everywhere he went was blessed. The field was blessed, and they noticed it. They noticed it, and they started elevating him. Because they saw the blessings. That's what happens with the world. Yeah, the world's blessed, man. But God is going to start, as the Bible says, all that is for you. It's for the church. The reason we don't have it is because we're not thinking, like, on meditating on Scripture. That blessing, now don't go walk around talking about, man, <laughs> one day I'm going to have all your money, fool, because you ain't saved and I am. All right? Is that the way to go about it? No. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Send me an email, I'm Look, have common sense. I'm not saying just, I'm saying that it's out of our control, but you got to know that God is your blesser. God is your provider, and he'll make that happen, right? Woo, Jesus did it. So when you look, when you look at Deuteronomy 28, now it shall come to pass if you, you got to start reading that from a new covenant perspective. Now it shall come to pass that Jesus did. Amen? Jesus did obey the voice of, of the Lord your God. Jesus observed carefully all the commandments. He's the only one that could do it, which I command you today. That the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations. You know why you're seated in the heavenly places right now? Because Jesus did it. <laughs> Candace, let me try that one more time. Oh, so when somebody says, hey, sometimes God doesn't heal, what do you say? He's speaking from the flesh. If somebody says, hey, sometimes God wants you to be 
behind to kind of humble you a little bit. Where's he speaking from? The flesh. If, God, if people say, man, God, God elevates some people back in the day, the, 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 the Old Testament saints, but he doesn't do that anymore. What do you say? He's speaking from the flesh. You know why? Because this says, therefore, when I, oh, this says that, uh, why did I go all the way back there? <laughs> Look at the end. All those promises were yes and no. They were yes and no because they were in the flesh. But when it comes to, to Christ, it's always yes. In him was yes. It's not that God, God does it sometimes. God's not going to do it anymore. Don't listen to that stuff, man. Don't receive it because they're speaking in the flesh. In the flesh, it's yes and no. Sometimes it's yes. Sometimes it's no. But in Christ, the answer is always yes. Jesus did not hang on a cross for six hours for you to wonder if his promises are for you. I can promise you that. He wasn't up there hanging on a cross for you to wonder if he loved you enough to give you all those promises that the Bible just talked about. Would you agree? Do you think he suffered a little bit for that? It didn't come cheap, church. It cost him his life. It cost him a horrific trial. The most horrific trial ever to go down on this planet. And yet he somehow rose from that. Rose from that. Did he rise for himself? No, he rose for you. He doesn't want you to wonder. In fact, the Bible says this in 1 John 5, 13. These things I have written to you who believe. Do you believe in the name of Jesus? Who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know. Not that you may wonder. Not that you may try to figure it out. He wrote all these things so that you would know. Do you think God wants you to know? Church, that wasn't rhetorical. Do you think God wants you to know? Yeah. Know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Zoe life. Zoe life is not just when we get there. Zoe life is right here. Everything we need, everything we could ever ask or think, we have it. Our part is only to believe. Say amen to it, church. Amen to it. That's it. Oh, the, the main question is how do we get in him? This part's not in your bulletin, but I was thinking about this this morning. How do we get in him? Because we have all the promises of Christ, but it's in Christ, right? It says in him. In him, we have it. <laughs> what does that mean? How do I get in him, right? Well, check this out. Same verse. See, it says for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us context it matters would you agree now he who establishes us with you in christ has anointed us it's god that does it god puts you in christ god establishes us god does it all people say you got to do this to get in christ no what does the bible say right there god establishes you god puts you in there when you think that your faith is not good enough, when you look at your past and you disqualify yourself, you're putting it on you, 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 you. You shall obey. You shall keep. But we got to know, church, we're in a new covenant. That's, that old covenant doesn't work. We're in a new covenant. God establishes you, and he anoints you. Do you know what it means that God anoints us? That's how we carry the blessings around. That's why when we go places, we bring a blessing because we're anointed. Who gave you the anointing? God did. We've all been anointed by God. 
Oh, who also has sealed us. Let me tell you something. If you go to a store and you buy something that's not sealed, I would encourage you not to. It's been tampered with. Would you agree? We've been sealed. Sealed. No one can pluck you out of the hand of God. No one can. When it says no one, that means you too. That means your sin cannot pluck you out of the hand of God. Because when your sin increased, God's grace super increased. Don't let yourself disqualify yourself. Your qualification is not based on what you do. It's based on what was done for you. All you got to do is say, yes and amen. I believe it. I believe that Christ did it for me. I believe that Christ redeemed me. I believe I'm free. I believe that I'm forgiven for all my sins. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you remember what you did this morning? How can you say that? No. What do we say? All of God's promises are, yes, say it louder, church. Yeah, well, what about, hey, you got a doctor's appointment this week, man, and, you know, sometimes God doesn't heal everybody. We know Christians that have died and passed away. What are you going to say? All of God's promises are, yes, that's how we operate. We walk in the supernatural. We speak from there. Don't look at the natural. Speak from the supernatural where you're seated, church. Don't, hey, stand up and give, like you've been given the greatest gifts of all time. Everything that you've been looking for, you possess. All we have to do, church, is say, thank you. That's our only part, is to believe it, receive it. We got to receive it. It's already there. It's like having a brand new car in your parking lot and not knowing where the keys are. That's a bad feeling, isn't it? Listen, the only part you can do is believe that the word is true. Don't ever let anybody stand up. If you feel like it's back on you. If you feel like something's not going to happen because of you, you're under the wrong, you're in the wrong place. Because when you understand that it's Christ that has done it for you and God established you, man, that's the right place. Do you feel like you're in the right place, church? Yes, amen. I'm going to bring Pastor D up. He's going to bless you on your way out as you were blessed on your way in. And uh, if you have a prayer request, I'd love to pray with you out there. Pastor D will be here for you. We, we always stick around because we got to clean up some stuff. But now Jay's here. I love when Jay's here because he, Jay's, whenever, I, I really do when I see Jay Calloway. Give it up for Jay Calloway, church. <laughs> He's going to kill me. <laughs> but when I see him, I'm like, whoo, we're going to get out early today. He is a blessing. He really is. Um, if you have a prayer request and you want us to pray, we'll pray with you. Um, if you are looking for a church, this is who we are. This is what we believe. This is, uh, there's a, there's a, a little card down here that you fill out if you want to be a part of our church moving forward, if you want to officially join our church. Uh, we always say there's no class to take, man. We just we just love on people. Amen. We want you to come in and rest. We don't want you to come in and work. Amen? Amen. Um, oh, most importantly, you don't know who Jesus is. You There's no way you don't know who Jesus is right now. Amen? By the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. The Holy Spirit draws you to him. He loves you. If you have never accepted him, I would love to pray a prayer with you. We'll be, I'll be out there um, after church, but after we always end the service with Pastor D praying a blessing over you as, uh, as we leave. So, Amen. Let's pray, church. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you, God, for reminding us today of your promises, God. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us to be a blessing. We thank you that in Christ the promises of God are yes and amen. 
Father. We agree with your word, Father, and therefore we receive, Father, the many blessings, God, that you have poured out in our lives, God. We thank you for that reminder today. We thank you for your Holy Spirit just working in us and bringing to remembrance uh, your word, Father, the truth that makes us free. God, we thank you for what you've already done, Father, in our lives. God, we thank you for uh, the things that you have done that we have not even thought to ask of because you are a God who's just that good to us, Father. You know what we need before we ever do, God. So we just bless you and we thank you, Lord, that when we come to you, there's nothing too big. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. We thank you, God, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, Father, and to receive from you, to hear from you. And, Father, we just thank you for just continuing to order our steps, for equipping us with this word, Father, and allowing us the opportunity, Father, to be your hands, your feet, your mouthpiece, Father, to the world around us, Father. We thank you for every ministry opportunity, God, that you give us, Father, to share the good news, to share the gospel, Father, so that those who hear, Father, could receive the, the gift, Father, of salvation that you have that you have given to us, Lord. We thank you for that equipping. We thank you, Lord, that as we leave this place, Father, you continue to order our steps, Father, make our path straight, Father, and just allow us to be the blessing, God, that you've created us and called us to be. It's in Jesus' name we pray and let the church say amen. Amen. We are dismissed.